0: Because change is never a constant uphill um, process, it's more like a spiral that you take a couple of steps forward, then you take a little bit of a backwards, then you go up a couple of steps, then you go a little bit backwards. What you can do to help the process continue to move in the right direction is by reinforcing the progress that's being made.
1: This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss how you and your spouse can get unstuck from fighting over the same issue over and over. And these are small things, not the big things. Stay tuned. Okay, here's the deal. I love wine. I know a little bit about wine, but I'm not an expert. But you know who is? Our wine club partner, touring and tasting. We have been working together for five years now and I can honestly say that they have delivered to my door some of the best wines I have ever had. We started working with them so that we could deliver to you an ongoing reminder, a treat to slow down with your spouse and enjoy each other's company and to reconnect, to help facilitate With each shipment, we provide simple date night ideas and Touring & Tasting shares background information on the wineries and includes recipes that will pair well with your wines. I should note that many of these wines are typically only available if you actually visit the winery or become a member of that wine club. The customer service from Touring & Tasting is ridiculous. I have a friend who joined and then called me to rave about how enjoyable their customer service experience was. That's unheard of, right? So here's the deal. There are no membership fees. Shipping is free. You can cancel at any time, and these unique award winning wines come with 100% satisfaction guaranteed, which means they guarantee the wine is delicious or they will replace it free upon request. If you decide the wine you just had was amazing and you want to reorder, you can save up to 70% off of retail. Now, here's the closer. If you sign up today, you will receive your first shipment for half price. You can join right now and get your first shipment for a flat fee of $49 plus tax. This is before the half price offer. So your pre-taxed first shipment is less than $25 for two amazing bottles of wine. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link to join today. Gift options are also available. wedding season around the corner and again visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join in celebrating your marriage cheers hey everybody welcome back this is steve cooper editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com i am once again joined by the original dr karen sherman hi karen Hiya, Steve. So Karen, for those tuning in for the first time, is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this info and a lot more at her website, drkarensherman.com. And of course, you can find this at our website, hitchedmag.com. Uh, today we're gonna talk, Karen, about getting stuck on the same problem or issue within a relationship. Um, this is just one of those things where I feel like couples, uh, like even in good relationships, you don't you don't fight a lot, you don't whatever. And we've talked a little bit about this stuff in the past. Um, but there are those like certain things that kind of carry throughout a relationship where if you have an issue in the first two years, you it's very likely that you have that same issue 20 years down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and so – I want to work through some of these things about how couples should respond or try to approach this kind of an issue. And again, I just want to emphasize we're not talking about big things like my spouse is constantly cheating on me and I'm trying to get them to stop. We're talking about like the small things Mm -hmm. and I'll give an example of that a little bit later on. So you acknowledge, uh, an issue that you have with your spouse or something that they're doing that's kind of bothering you. And, um, we have, again, talked about how you can't make anybody else change, but how can you make them want to change?
0: I think that the best way to do it is to talk about how a particular be- behavior impacts you, how it makes you feel, um, because I think that when you're open and honest and vulnerable, um, the other person is more likely to want to change. Um, you can also talk about what possible consequences it has on your partner or the relationship. So I'll give you an example. Many, many years ago in the beginning of my relationship with my husband in our, in our marriage, um, I would keep doing stuff around the house And my day wouldn't end until all the things around the house were over. Mm -hmm. And he would get into bed and start watching TV at about eight o'clock. And I was starting to become resentful of that and really felt that he should be helping me out. So rather than get on his case and say, you know, why are you so lazy or why are you watching TV or whatever? I said, you know, if you would give me a hand in the evening... I could get through the chores a lot faster, and then I could join you, and we could watch TV together, and we could spend a couple of hours together. And when I showed it to him that way and not make it out like that he was a horrible creature, he was more than glad to pitch in. And we got done faster, and we, you know, had a good time watching TV together. Um, But again, you know, anytime you blame somebody... Uh, or you make it about what they're doing wrong, they're going to be resistant to wanting to make a difference. But if you say to somebody, you know, I know that, you know, you have good intentions or that you're not even aware of this, but when such and such happens, when, you know, um, you can, you know, you don't take out the garbage, even though I ask you so many times, I end up feeling like, you know, um, my needs don't matter. And I know it's over a silly thing, but I still end up feeling that, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you and I'm telling you what bothers me and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, you don't make it about what they're doing wrong as you make it about the behavior you make it objective. And you talk about the impact it has on you Okay, on yourself.
1: And, and so you, you go through that process, you tell mm-hmm. your spouse, you know, Um, when, you know, when this happens, I really feel like I'm not getting enough time with you and it makes me feel lonely or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, you you say all that good stuff. Your spouse listens to you because they're not feeling attacked. They're feeling Mm -hmm. like, oh, they have this problem and I can help with their problem by me stepping up. Mm -hmm. They go and then make a change. Mm -hmm. They, they start helping you clean up the house or they take out the trash or whatever it may be. And that works for about a week and a half, two Mm -hmm. weeks, a Mm -hmm. month, two months. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they slide back into, you know, it's first they were taking the trash out every day and then it came to like every other day. And then next thing you know, uh, you're pulling out extra bags and stacking them next to the can because it's not getting done by anybody.
0: Mm -hmm. So um, you're back at it. Mm -hmm. Well, so what I'm going to say is that that is most likely going to happen because change is never a constant uphill um, process. It's more like a spiral that you take a couple of steps forward, then you take a little bit of a backwards, then you go up a couple of steps, then you go a little bit backwards. What you can do to help the process continue to move in the right direction is by reinforcing the progress that's being made. So let's say we're talking about the garbage, that when your spouse does take out the garbage, you say, wow, you know, thank you for taking out the garbage. Now you may feel like, what the hell do I have to say thank you for? Mm -hmm. You know, we're supposed to be sharing the work and, you know, why should I have to? Well, you're trying to encourage the change. And if somebody has actually heard you and is making efforts to do something different, then you want to notice it. And the best way to have the change continue is... Um, to reinforce it, to acknowledge it, and um, you know, let them know that you do appreciate that they're making these efforts. So that will, you know, help it get back on track. Now, again, I think if your expectation is that it's likely to slip back, you won't be so resentful, and so you would then address it again, and you know, in a in a friendly kind of way, and just say, look, you know, you were so great about doing these things and hopefully it will last, uh, more than a couple of weeks or even a month because you've been doing the reinforcement, but let's say it, it does slip back. Mm-hmm. So then you just say, look, you know, you were so great and I so appreciated it. And I know this isn't something that you really you know, love doing. And so it means a lot to me that, that you did it. And I just want to remind you again, that it really meant a lot to me. And, you know, please, if, if you could, you know, start to do it again. It takes a while for a new habit to become habitual. So you um, continue to reinforce mm-hmm. the same process, even mm-hmm. if
1: it's not effective the first go around.
0: It's not going to be effective the first go around Got it. because it's not something the person is just doing automatically. Yeah. So it's going to take a while to get it to become a habit.
1: Okay. Um, and And one of the things that can happen is... So these little small things can then start to leach into other parts of your relationship. So for example, you know, you come home, you notice the trash isn't taken out, and then you get irritated because you don't want to harp on your spouse because it's like you've already had this conversation. You're trying to be encouraging when they do take it out, but it's there. You see it. You've had the conversation 10 times. You've been having this conversation for 20 years, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. And so now you're starting to feel a little resentful. And how do you prevent those little things like that, Mm -hmm. putting them in their proper place and not uh, allowing them to uh, infect the rest of your relationship?
0: Well, first of all, before I answer the question, I would like to reinforce you for your good listening because I noticed just now that you said, how do you stop it from leaking into the rest of your relationship? And in a prior podcast, when I used that word and you told me that you thought it was such a great word, you've now obviously incorporated it into your uh, thinking and talking, so good for you.
1: Oh, good. You know that wasn't intentional, but I'm glad it it, it did. It leaked into my brain, so it works. Okay.
0: Um, okay. So a couple of things. I think that um, it's important to learn how to compartmentalize and to be able to look at the big picture. So, in other words, if your mate does, you know, nine things that are terrific, it's really important not to let this one thing take over. Um, a lot of how upset you're going to be is going to be based on the way you think, your expectations, your perception. Uh, so again, as I said, when you said to me, you know, what's going to happen uh, if it if it happens again in a month from now, and I'm telling you, it's likely to happen that the person is going to revert back to what they were doing in a month. Mm-hmm. So if you have that expectation, when it happens, you're not going to get as upset or as resentful. Now, if this is a, a behavior that your mate really, really is not comfortable doing or really doesn't want to be doing, then it's, it's not likely that they're really going to change it. So it may have to be that you accept it. The other thing is that you may have to reframe it in your own mind to think about it differently. So I'm going to give you a personal example again because I think it really answers this question very well. Okay. Whenever my husband is done having his breakfast or uh, lunch, he's very good. He puts his bowl into the sink. Mm -hmm. But why does he just put it into the sink? Why doesn't he put it into the dishwasher, which is right next to the sink? Mm -hmm. Okay, and that really like annoys me, (laughs) you know, like, why didn't you just put it into the dishwasher? But what I've done, because he is so good about doing so many other things around the house. I mean, I may be the one of the few women in the world that when I ask him to do something, I don't have to ask a second time. I don't even have to get the sentence out of my mouth before he goes goes and does it. So I I don't want to discount that he does a lot of wonderful things. So here's what I said to myself, and this is the truth: I am a master. (laughs) This is going to people listening to this podcast are going to say, "Oh my God, I I can't believe this is what she's revealing." But it's a real life example. Yeah, I am a master at stacking the dishwasher. (laughs) I have an uncanny ability to get in a huge amount into our dishwasher. And he knows this. Mm -hmm. And I think he leaves the dish in the sink so that I have the ability to stack it properly. Mm. Now, I've never discussed this with him. Mm -hmm. I chose not to discuss it with him because I don't think it's worth it.
1: I was going to say, uh, with your example, by the way, I love the example that you're giving because it is the minutia that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like the stupid little things that particularly in like good relationships that start to annoy you because Mm -hmm. everything else is so great, right? Like it's to your point, you ask your husband to help with something and you don't have to ask a second time. And so, uh, to your point about you haven't discussed this with him. And you've told yourself that, um, you know, maybe it's because he understands what a master stacker of the dishwasher you are. (laughs) It doesn't really matter if he thinks that as long as you tell yourself that. Am I correct? That's right. Yeah, and
0: That's correct. And I let it go. Mm -hmm. And I let it go. I mean, you know, somebody could say, well, you're not letting it go because you're talking about it. But it really doesn't bother me. I notice it. Mm -hmm. I give myself the answer. And then I let it go.
1: And honestly, if you then – like this is the funny thing about this uh, issue that you're talking about. If he then decided to start putting it in the dishwasher, right? hmm To your point, you are the master stacker, not him. Correct. So if he puts it into the dishwasher and then all of a sudden you find yourself rearranging things mm-hmm. because he's not doing it the way that you see it more efficiently done – Right. Uh, You could then find a new thing to get upset about because it's not the way that you would stack (laughs) it. So you're almost eliminating an issue just from your life by just accepting the fact that, look, I'm a master stacker. He's a master. Put it in the sink guy. Right. Like, like, let it just be that.
0: And to your point, every now and then, especially because he's left handed and I'm right handed, he puts the dish in. And as far as I'm concerned, he's putting it in the wrong direction and I have to put it in differently.
1: (laughs) Of course. Well, as a fellow lefty, I appreciate however he's putting it in. It's probably the correct way. So
0: (laughs) Ah, you men, you stick together. That's
1: right. Um, So, okay. So now apparently we have a thing with garbage because the example that I wrote in my notes here was there eventually might be repercussions for this lack of action or inaction or whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it. Mm -hmm. And so for the example that I put in my own notes is let's say you tell your spouse, you can't put that down the garbage disposal Mm -hmm. and they do. And Mm -hmm. you tell them you cannot put that down the garbage disposal and weeks go by and weeks go by. And guess what? The -hmm. disposal finally breaks. Mm. Um, There are a lot of ways that you can respond the I told you so, the getting Mm -hmm. angry, the shutdown. There's a lot of things that you could do. What do you think at that moment? Because we can talk about like repairing the issue down the line. But like at that moment, because, you know, anybody listening to this probably isn't going to deal with this right this second. But there will be a time when something like this may come up. And I think that immediate reaction is so important. Like, what do you think they should do when that happens?
0: If I had my choice it would be to use some humor
1: okay
0: a lot of people aren't going to be able to do that but that would be my optimal choice response to make some joke about you know uh you know even even like a sarcastic but playful remark okay who would have thought that of the two of us that i would be the one that would have realized that the disposal eventually was going to back up You know, but here it is. It's backing up. Well, now you're going to have to take me to dinner or something, you know, something cutesy. Um, So I want to point out,
1: though, what you just did there. Yeah. Uh, You made the joke and you didn't attack the spouse in that regard. You raised the issue about what your spouse had done, but you put it on yourself, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting because that was one of the things that I was going to ask you about the joke itself, because you can be very cutting in a Mm -hmm. joke of... Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I'm not clever enough at this moment to come up with something, but you could really like go at them with the joke,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, just like you could any other comment. And so when you say be bring some humor to the situation, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like it would be important not to use that to undermine or attack your spouse at that moment, because I'm guessing they probably already feel pretty awful at that moment. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, look, in general, the number one factor in a good relationship is respect. When you start to cut down your mate, you're not respecting them. Hmm. So here's another joke, but now let's do it the way you said Oh, so here you are, you thought you were Mr. Handy, and look at how handy you are you really are. Look now our our disposal is all backed up. Yeah. How handy are you, Mr. Handy? So you're making a joke, but you're doing it at the other person's expense, which is not respectful and which is really gonna bite you back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so using using humor, um, and, and being playful about it, that would be kind of the, the, the tact to take at that point.
0: I think so. Okay. If you can, I think, I think that's your best route to go.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so you, 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 you've had that, you, you made the good joke. Your spouse took you out for dinner, seeing the wrong in their ways. Uh, and you called the handyman or maybe you're the handyman or handywoman, woman. You you fix the the garbage disposal, and guess what? They start putting that same stuff in the garbage disposal the very next week. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Because they have clearly not learned their lesson. Do you continue to try to repeat the process? Do you bring it up like we? talked about this you were using the garbage disposal as a blender there's a cutting joke um (laughs) and it's uh that clearly is not for smoothies can you please use the trash can instead or do you just say you know what it's going to cost me i now have a price tag on this problem it is you know 185 dollars so for $185 this is no longer my issue. It'll just deal with it every, you know, couple of years when this breaks.
0: I think I think that there's a lot of possible responses and I think I don't want to let you down that it will depend on a whole bunch of things. So for instance, <laughs> that answer either, never lets me down by that. Okay. Way. I think that it's possible to make a joke again. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't want people to think that I just use jokes as a solution, but let me just offer a couple of possibilities. You can make a joke again and say, you know, I, I, I thought that I was clear and I don't know, I guess I wasn't notice I'm putting it on me again. Yep. <laughs> I guess I wasn't clear. Maybe I didn't say it right. Or maybe I, I didn't speak clearly enough, but oh, now, now we had to pay for the thing. And I, I don't know, what do I have to say so that you'll understand, you know, a joke. Mm -hmm. not really a joke, but a joke. Another way to do it is to say, you know, I know that you have a lot on your mind. I know that you're a bright person. And yet we talked about this and now, you know, we ended up having to pay and pay dearly to have this replaced. And quite frank, and this is my, my three-parter, you take the person off the hook, you speak about it objectively, and then you talk about your feelings. And quite frankly, when we spend money on something so uselessly, I really feel like it's a waste and it, it, it bothers me. It bothers nice. me tremendously. We could be using the money for something else. Um, the other thing is, you you know, you could say something like, look, I know you've got, and this is where it depends. You know, maybe maybe the person has a huge amount going on. Their parents are really sick or they're about to lose their job or whatever. I know you have so much on your mind, and I know you, you didn't do this purposely. So would it be helpful if I put a sign up, you know, mm-hmm. near the sink to help you? You know, tell me what I can do to help you help me feel like, you know, we're, we're working on this together. Um, again, if, if it doesn't cost all that much and you are – Lucky enough to have the means that you can pay x amount every, um, you know, two three years. Then you know, when you feel like it's just not worth getting into the whole hassle, then you know, accept it and that's it. Uh-huh. Um, so again, there's a variety of ways you can handle it, um, depending on why you think the person is not. Um, uh, being more cognizant and what the consequences are and, you know, what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take a lot for me to say to myself, probably my husband just thinks that he shouldn't stack the dishwasher because I'm better at it. If if I had to pay a $100 every time he left the bowls in the sink, I don't know that I could Keep reframing it, because that was costly for me, yeah you know yeah. Um, if if my husband was not so good about doing so much else around the house, it might bother me more that he doesn 't do that so that 's why I say it depends you 've got to yeah. look at you know several different variables
1: now i li- I like that you bring that up because you 're right, like we don 't live in these vacuums, and these mm-hmm. issues don 't happen in vacuums where it's completely isolated from all outside influence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and, you know, that's partly why I tried to frame this as people are in, who these issues we're talking about are relatively in good relationships. They don't have big problems. So we're now focusing on these some of these smaller things mm-hmm. to help s- smooth some of those rougher edges that they might be left with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that I just wanted to comment on about how you were somewhat apologetic about constantly offering up advice of making jokes, I actually think it's good. And, and the reason I say that is because we sometimes forget that we're supposed to have fun. Like Mm -hmm. life is Mm -hmm. supposed to be fun. Like, Mm -hmm. like literally the doctrine of our country is in the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. And we now live in a society where we get to pick and choose our mate, which mm-hmm. is not hasn't always been the case. And right. Right. we see that bared out in the statistics of, I mean, men, it's almost up to 30 years old now of the average age of their first marriage. And women, mm-hmm. it's getting close to 28 years old, which is like, like crazy considering just like a couple decades ago you were in the early 20s. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But the fact that we are now picking and choosing all this stuff, we have also seen a decline in divorces and partly is because we are now picking and choosing people for love. And we have kind of gone through the processes of knowing them more and we've lived with them. We, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of life stages that you have gone through some maturity, all these things. But the point being is, um, you're supposed to be having fun at this stage. You're supposed to enjoy the person that you are taking up residence with. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's much more than just that. You're not – the whole thing isn't about who's doing chores the proper way. But, um, you know, when you think back of like maybe college roommates or something like that, sh- you know, we all had college roommates we may or may not have gotten along with. But hopefully you have some fond memories of like, I was really fun living with that person. Mm-hmm. You could have that every single day. Mm-hmm. It's just a choice that you have to make. So mm-hmm. when you when you bring up you know responding with humor, I think it's really good that you do that. So, well, thank you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, the big question, Karen. Any final parting words?
0: Um. The only thing that I am going to add is that sometimes though this may not be obvious at first, when people have difficulty changing something, uh, there's really something underneath that is really working on the person. Um, What may look like a quote, you know, just a refusal to take out the garbage may really not be about taking out the garbage. It may, I'm making this up obviously, Mm -hmm. but it may be something about feeling like Uh, you're being controlled. And so if somebody, if your mate is really stuck and isn't making certain changes, another approach would be to say, you know, I know you love me. I know you care about me. And yet I have asked you so many times um, or told you so many times my feelings about something And yet there doesn't seem to be any difference in the way you respond. And I'm sort of wondering, is it possible that there's something that keeps you stuck that, you know, holds you back from, from, you know, addressing it for me? Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes, you know, that, that is really possible. uh, And it wouldn't be obvious. So, um, you know, when I'm working with clients, many times who come in obviously because they want to make change, and yet they don't. Yeah. And so, what I will then do is say, "Okay, we need to look at why you're stuck. What's holding you back?" Mm-hmm. and And that could be what's behind a mate not doing something when it seems like it's such a simple change and I've spoken to you so many times and yet you don't do it.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, it, yeah, it's interesting. We, we've talked about this in the past of sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. The scenario that you just posed also uh, requires a a good open dialogue between mates where they can Mm -hmm. ask them these questions Mm -hmm. and get a response. And sometimes it is like just very easy, open, honest questions and answers that can get to the root of these things, Mm -hmm. but it requires that trust. Um, And, you know, and a lot of times I feel like I I was as you were talking about all this stuff, like a lot of times I think spouses will um, hold on to things because they care so much for the other person. They don't want to burden them with things that are bothering them. Mm -hmm. And so they will hold on to it. Like, I don't want to bother you with this. Like, you know, you get to hear about the crap I got going on at the office. You get to hear about the, the problems that I'm having with the PTA. Like the last thing you need to hear is another one of my problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, there's that like balance that couples have to strike where they, they figure out that proper place. Uh, but it also requires the other partner, I think, to ask those questions, to, to mm-hmm. engage and show their willingness to like, you haven't, um, I'm not tired <laughs> of helping or hearing you. Yes. Yes. I think that's a very good point. So, um, all right. Uh, I think this is a good place to stop. Would you agree? I do. Okay. (laughs) Uh, well, thank you everybody so much for listening. I think this was a fun one, um, because it really did get your fingers in the dirt on this one when it comes to long-term relationships and just dealing with the, the small things. And, you know, we can really be feel fortunate about all the first world problems we have of the stacking garbage and the too much food that we're putting it down the garbage disposal problems that we're talking about today Uh, (laughs) so I mean it does you have to like everything's in perspective and and uh, so thank you so much I hope this was helpful I hope this provides insight for any issues that you have in the future and if you like this episode um, I hope that you will go to our website hitchmag.com and peruse our archives and find and other uh, topics that may be of interest. You can, of course, subscribe if you're not already to iTunes or Stitcher, and you can leave a rating or a comment there to let others know how you feel about the podcast. Uh, hopefully, it's good things, and if you don't have good things to say, um, maybe just keep that to yourself. Um, and so that helps, by the way, when you give us a good rating. It helps other people discover us. That's why, that's why we ask for it. That's why basically all podcasters beg and plead is because that's one of the distinguishing factors for uh, moving yourself up in ranks is when people have good things to say about you. So thank you in advance for anybody who does that. Uh, But before we go, I want to remind everybody that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. And she is the co-author of *Married Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can find Karen at her website, drkarensherman.com. We have a link to uh, her stuff on our website, hitchmag.com. You can uh, go to our experts tab on our homepage uh, and you will find a link to Karen there, as well as to her social platforms, uh, her website, her books. We have a bookstore. Uh, So if you have any questions or thoughts, you can reach us again at our website, hitchmag.com. And uh, we love hearing from you. So, one last time, thank you so much, Karen.
0: Thank you, Steve.
1: All right, that's going to do it, everybody. Take care.